It's a new band with a lot of 80s influence, but yet does not sound or copy any of them. The band is Gunshine, and we're going to find out all about them next, right here on Chris Aiken Presents. It is Chris Aiken Presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and today presenting a new band that you guys need to be hearing. This is a just a killer rock band at the exact right time that we need a killer rock band, at a time where we don't need emo, depressive rock. We just need something that just kicks ass and makes you feel good. The band is called Gunshy. The album is called Gunshy, and here to talk about Gunshine is... Austin Ingerman. Austin, how are you, man? I'm great, Chris. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Well, well, Austin, like like I was just telling you, I really didn't know much about the band. And, you know, much much like happens in, in my world, I get a publicist that sends me 10,000 emails a month about, you got to hear this band. You got to hear this band. You got to hear this band. And I listened to the band and I was like, damn, this is some sweet sound and rock and roll, man. It's not, it's not too far to the to the metal like the the emo metal screamo is none of that in it it's it's almost throwback but i think that's a bad term for you guys because that makes it sound like it's old and it's not it's very fresh it's very modern but it's very rock and roll man so congrats on just a cool sounding fun record thank you so much man yeah everything you said is exactly what we were trying to do and um so i i toured with another band for about three or four years before this one called New Year's Day. We were we right. were tour with Hailstorm, Godsmack, um, do a bunch of uh we we did a bunch of the festivals and stuff like that as well. But uh throughout that whole time period, I was trying to get Gunshine off the ground because this is the kind of music that I write, this is the kind of music I'm pl I play. I'm a Marshall Les Paul guy, you know, straight ahead rock and roll, all that stuff. But it took me so many years to find all the right pieces to really execute it the way you know, we were trying to do it because, uh, you know, to get the singer, the kind of singer to do this kind of stuff. And it was, uh, it was a challenge, but we finally, uh, we just launched this band in January and, you know, we just had an unbelievable chemistry working together and, and writing this record. We were doing like a song a week, pretty much. Okay. And we, it's a 10 song album that just, that we just released is, is our debut record. And, um, and yeah, it just, it, exactly what you said is is what we're trying to do feel good rock and roll bringing back the realness the rawness that the way rock and roll should be and getting away from depressing lyrics and you know we're trying to bring back that aspect of like you know the van halens in terms of uh you know when you heard jump or something it makes you happy makes you want to have a good time right. and that's and that's what we're that's what we're trying to do Right on. And, you know, right now might just be the right time. And, and I know for years, everybody's been saying that with every band that comes along, it's, ah, Dirty Honey, it's the right time for that. Great Greta Van Fleet, it's the right time for that. Crazy Licks, it's the right time for that. But it hasn't been. I honestly think right now, given the success of that, the biggest tour of the summer with the, with the stadium tour. Yeah. Yeah. It really opens the door somebody has to step in. It, it's great that the old bands are having that kind of incredible success, but I think the bigger picture past those four bands is 
it's proving that there's a hunger for that style of music that's out there. And, Absolutely. but I don't think it can be a copycat. I think if, I think if you guys showed up and you did all the, you know, the makeup and big hair and stuff, people would be like, ah, oh, this is a clown act. No, exactly. Right. You know, I, I think it just needs to be good, fresh rock and roll, which is clearly what you guys are doing. I appreciate it, man. And that, and that's exactly it is, is, you know, we're very committed to always being original, pushing the boundaries. And, you know, some people listen to our record and the first thing that, you know, they'll say, Oh, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, whatever. Yes, those influences are in there. But once you get into the record, you'll hear that there's a lot more depth than just that. And it's not just like, you know, ripping off like a cheesy like 80s thing or whatever. It's definitely like, like you said, there's there's a lot more to it. Um, like The last track on the record is called Meet You There. And when you listen to it, there's all these layers in the chorus and it totally takes you on this like traveling kind of kind of vibe. And there's there's Dio influences shades of Dio here and there and shades of Duran Duran and mixed with like uh, some of the super heavy stuff, you know, and we, sure. we also, we also love like Avenged Sevenfold and a lot of modern stuff. So you'll, you'll hear more like double bass and sweeps and things that are very like modern as well. Right. So Certainly, yeah, man. I appreciate you saying that. Cause that's exactly what we're trying to do is have a fresh original approach, but bring back the edge of bands like ACDC and, and GNR and stuff. So sure. Well, well, Austin, when being in a band like New Year's Day, there, there's a certain way that that band works. And, and every band, any band that you're in works a certain way. When you leave that and you go off to do your own thing, and you were obviously trying to get this thing off the ground, do you bring what you were doing there, maybe as, as far as how you write songs and how you make music together, do you bring that with you? Or do you purposely leave that aside and try to start fresh and, and develop a brand new, you know, a whole brand new system because you're working with brand new people. Yeah. Well, just to be clear, I actually didn't write or record anything with New Year's Day. So everything okay. that you hear, uh, they actually finished that that record called Unbreakable right when I was joining the band. So I didn't okay. even I didn't even do anything with them. And when you listen to Gunshine, it's that's that's I guess my baby in terms of like the the um my, my style, I guess, you know, mm. you would say, and that, that's, that's really where I'm coming from musically. So with New Year's Day, it was more about the experience and I'm still really, really good friends with, with all those guys. And it was really more about the experience. And I, I, I was kind of a touring member in terms of uh, really just playing the songs that they had already recorded. But as you listen to the sound of that band and then listen to Gunshine, you realize it's very different. So, right. Yeah, that's that's kind of at the end of the day, that's what I do, and and it's just where my heart is, and and all along, like even before Greta came out, really, we were trying to get this thing off the ground. So I was kind of going crazy in my own head, knowing that right. we had all these riffs and ideas and wanted to get them out, you know, but it was just it, it couldn't be forced, and we had to wait till we had the right pieces and all. So sure, w was there a part of that of that delay that was just well, I got a gig and it's you know it's a paying gig and I'm a musician and you know I'm not going to blow that up. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, and it was a great, um, it was a great experience. You know, sure. I got to play some of the coolest venues and and arenas and festivals. I got to go to Australia, you know, Europe, and and experience all those things. That way, when I do it with Gunshine, it it you know, um, I had already, I guess, I will have already been around the block at least a little bit. You know, it won't be like my first time doing sure. some of this stuff. So it was it was great for that, and and um, a lot of the connections that I made. Um, just living out in California, you know, like, uh, not only the new year's day thing, but 
um, our engineer that mixed the record, Chris Collier, he does like the oh. corn stuff. He does, he's doing the new Mick Mars record, okay. uh, White Snake, Lynch Mob, on and on and on. And he is a phenomenal mixer, um, uh, producer, multi-instrumentalist, all of the above. So he um, he actually played bass on this album because he, that was before we met our, our bass player at the time. So yeah, Chris, um, unbelievable. And that also came from kind of, you know, those connections that I had when I was in California. So right yeah. on, man. Certainly. Well, dude, as a new band, um, how did you guys go about writing? I mean, you obviously kind of had to put this thing together during the time when everybody didn't know what they were doing with the pandemic. I'm assuming you, you wrote, wrote and recorded most of this during that time. So was it difficult? Were you able to record together or did you have to do here? Here's a zoom session tonight at seven and then we'll throw MP3s back and forth or how did it come together? Yeah, I started putting demos, um, as I kind of alluded to before, like some of these riffs I, I might have had for years on some of them, and then other parts would be like brand new, you know what I mean? So maybe like the main riff of one song, like for example, um, the song Meet You There that I mentioned earlier, the last song, the album, that main riff was from, I think like 2015 or something like that. And then right. the other parts of the song came more recently. So there was a lot of that going on. And then in terms of the recording uh our drummer james and i we we have known each other for like six or seven years and we started jamming together um all all the way back then and so we even before we knew a singer our plan kind of was okay while we're looking for singers let's just go record some of the material and kind of have it ready so that when we meet someone there's at least a lot of you know recorded music already ready to go pretty much so we did like while the song wall said to call daylight we recorded those before the pandemic actually. Uh, and, okay. Um, so those were already done instrumentally. All we had to do was, um, was get the vocals on them. And then there were some other songs we did like super recent, you know, right before we went to the studio a song called okay. feel all right. And live free, get wild. were both two songs that we did like super, um, super recently. So there was a combination of everything, you know, and um, we recorded the drums and guitars at this studio in Alabama that's totally uh, analog. They, you know, we, we okay. wanted to really do it old school. So the drummer and I played live together, you know, in, in the okay. same room and and we wanted to just capture the, the energy of that. And then we flew out to Las Vegas and did the vocals with, with Chris Collier. Um, and our singer Jordan was doing like four songs a day. And we knocked it all, the whole, the whole record out in like three days vocally, three or four days. Wow. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was cool. We got it done, man, for sure.
Uh, and, and you know what? You you brought up Jordan, and I I have to admit, Jordan has got one of the most unique voices, unique new voices that I have heard in a very long time. It's funny because, you know, people ask me all the time, who am I interviewing this week or whatever? And, and I try to tell them and I point them to, you know, various bands and whatever, various videos on YouTube or whatever. And somebody asked me, what do you compare this guy's voice to? And I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, he does not have a voice where you can say, well, it's whatever, you know, he's got, one of the most unique voices that's come around in a while. Yeah, I think so too, man. And I, I and that's really what we were looking for. And uh, is kind of someone that had that X factor sound, like even someone like, like Vince Neil from Motley Crue, you know, uh, it's, it's when you hear it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Motley Crue or, or anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, any, anybody that's got a distinctive tone like that. Um, and that's kind of how it is with Jordan's like you hear that tone and then, you know, it's, you know, it's him. And it took, again, it took a long time to really find that because sure, there's a lot of good singers out there, but they might not have that, that X factor that really makes them stand out or different. You know, we were trying to find someone that almost doesn't sound like, you know, your normal speaking voice when you sing. Someone that just sounds, <laughs> they open their mouth and they just sound like different. They have their own thing. So, and then on top of that, the writing chemistry was really, was really, really good. Um, him and I clicked very well writing stuff and um, so yeah, it, it happened just to just work out. Sure. Great. Now, now, um, Austin, one, one thing that, and this is strictly from watching YouTube, so I could be dead wrong on this, but I'm going to take a shot at it. <laughs> um, it appears to me from watching the YouTube stuff, both the actual videos that you've done, but more importantly, the live stuff that you've done in the few live gigs that you've played so far that this is a live band first, regardless of the record. It is a band that needs to be seen live. It's a band who calls it sound from being live. That being said, how long was it until you knew you had something there? Because a lot of times when you build a band like that, you start bringing in people and they don't quite fit. The drummer doesn't fit with the bass player quite right, or the singer and the guitar player don't mesh completely. It really seems like you guys all four are like a complete puzzle, you know, put together. Yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting. Um, Cause the drummer and I, James, we had been friends and, and uh, we had been playing together for like, I think since like 2014. So okay. uh, six or seven years now, however long it's been. And, um, so him and I had, had kind of been playing together for a while. We were friends. And then we met Jordan and he was good buds with uh, the bass player, Pats, and then he okay. brought him in. So it was kind of like two sets of friends, I guess it is. And then we all just kind of gelled together, I guess. And you're absolutely right. This band comes alive uh, in the live show for sure. It's, it's, uh, you know, you really see it then, you know, it's the, the rawness. We There's no gimmicks. It's straight ahead rock and roll. We, we extend parts. We solo longer. And, and it really does add a, add a different element live. So we, we definitely come into our, our zone, you know, in, in our live show. Right on. And now you guys, unless I'm crazy here, you play, you played your first live gig ever, not that long ago, right? Just a few months ago. Yeah, uh, back in December, I guess it was, okay. and we didn't even have a song out at the time, you know. And we, right. And we just uh, we did a few shows at our one of our venues here, and we're kind of in the uh, Northwest Florida area, like Pensacola, Florida. Um, okay. And there's a venue in Destin called Club LA, which a lot of a lot of touring acts come through. So we've done a, we've done a few shows there. It's a really nice venue, and then we just recently got off a run with uh, Buck Cherry. 
And that was kind of like a a central Florida run. So yeah, we're just kind of getting things off the ground. Um, And yeah, we, we recently signed uh, with, with management. We have a, a a good agent who's also books for Buck Cherry. So that's kind of how that happened. That was a great, a great bill of band. You know, we, we fit very well with, with Buck Cherry and their audience too. So that was, that was a killer run. Right on. Did were were Buck Cherry cool as far as giving you stage and and lights and sound and all that stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. They were super super cool. Uh, their tour manager was was super cool. Liked us a lot. Actually, we were only supposed to play thirty minute sets each night, and uh, and on the last night, he 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 wanted us to play a whole hour, which is nice. usually for an opening band you don't really play an hour. So that that was really cool. Right on, man. Well, well, Austin, um, obviously, man, because of the pandemic, the touring world right now is probably the most congested it's ever been. It seems like every uh, of the clubs that survived the pandemic, it seems like they are booked full and, and everything that is booked is like a three, four, five band bill instead of just like two bands on a show. So for you guys, a new band that's trying to find your way, how, how difficult is it to plan and to get out there to tour? Is it, is it something that's been difficult? Is it something that you can't even do yet? You got to kind of let the congestion wind down or what? It is interesting. Um, and, and I'm, I am glad that we signed on with a good agent who does, um, book a lot of the bands that are in our kind of genre. So we are, we are kind of trusting him with, with a lot of that stuff and putting us on the right bill with, with other bands and we have a lot in the works behind the scenes right now, but it is interesting. Like you said, there's tons of shows and tons of tours being announced. And, uh, you know, I think for us right now, it's just about getting eyes and ears on what we're doing and kind of getting past um, the sort of the psychology aspect of it, I guess, you know, in terms of sometimes people see a new band and they just, they they don't even open their ears. They just assume Mm -hmm because of a lot of the other stuff that might be out there, whatever this or that, they might just assume that, oh, this is like a local band or it's not it's not gonna be good or whatever. So there's a lot of, you know, I think just as we get out more, it's just I think more and more doors will start to open. But I think there's a little combination of of everything when you're first getting started. You know, you're just trying right. to get that snowball up the hill, I guess, you know. So. Sure. Is it is it easier is it easier to get older guys that are into the older bands to listen or younger guys that have heard of the older bands, but have not necessarily grown up with them to listen? Um, that's, that's a tough question. I think, uh, right now there's been a lot of people, there has been a decent mix, but really, I mean, a lot of the rock fans, I think are, are people that grew up with, with Van Halen and Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and bands like that. I think a lot of the people that have responded well to our record, you know, um, have made comments like, uh, you know, um, this reminds me of, of growing up, you know, this or that. So I think we have gotten a lot of that with that, that sort of audience. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. We'll we'll have to keep paying attention to that as, as we move forward, because, uh, you know, there are a lot of younger people as well that are, that are into this kind of style. So. Sure. And and I'll tell you what, if, if there's, if there's one thing I can point to outside of the music, outside of the videos, well, not completely outside of the videos, but outside of the music videos that you guys are doing a thousand percent, right. And every band from kiss on down could learn from it's the way you've embraced the short video, TikTok reels style 
videos. You guys are, like I said, I get a thousand freaking bands a week, you know, and none of them have embraced the short video the way you guys have, which I think is brilliant for a young band like you guys to, to piece it out, give people a minute at a time and let them want more and let them come back tomorrow to get a little another taste and a little another taste. I think it's, it's smart play by you guys. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Our manager is really, really big on the TikTok stuff. And he kind of, you know, he kind of turned us on to that and, and was like, man, you guys just got to get on this. This is, this is what it is now. And, and uh, you know, like you mentioned a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of people think that you just got to release tons of music videos on YouTube and it's cool to have a few, but I mean, in today's day and age, attention spans are so short that it's like mm -hmm. the more short form content you can do, um, the better, you know, if there's a 15 second clip of just the guitar solo so that people don't have to wait for the, you know, the three and a half minute mark or whatever to get the guitar solo, you know, so there's things like that, that you, that, just you can highlight certain sections of the song that might happen at the end that people aren't going to wait for and and then they'll they're like oh wow that's that's a cool little clip or whatever so there's tons of things that you can do with the short form content to kind of mix it up and get people hearing different parts of the song or different whatever it is you know so i do think it's very helpful sure i'll give you i'll give you my hint of the day with that when you get on the road do videos 15 seconds with a fan grab a fan each night and stick the camera up and go, Hey, what'd you think of the show? And yeah. then put that out there because then all of a sudden you're going to get fans thinking that they're part of the, you know, the band presentation and they're going to share it with a hundred of their friends. That's and, a great idea. You yeah. know, that's especially for a band like yours that has actually embraced that, that style of a video anyway, it's like, dude, utilize it for everything you got. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Yep. Right. I agree. On, man. Well, dude, what is next for Gunshine, man? Is there, um, are, I know that you've got people working behind the scenes. Is there anything that's ready to be announced yet or soon to be announced? Or Yeah, we have a, uh, a headlining show August 20th at the Sanger Theater here in Pensacola, which is like one of our, our better venues. So we're really excited about that. And um, we're going to, that's actually only our second headliner. So we're really nice. looking forward to that. Um and aside from that, we just we're trying to get some tours and different things in the works, and uh, we'll be sure to keep everybody posted. We're on uh, all the socials and gunshineband.com, and just you can keep up with us there and everything we got going on. So, right on, man. And is it is it um, is the plan really to start really making your mark in 2023? Because this year is kind of booked for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. We're just getting started. We're just getting the ball rolling. So 2023, we want to hit it harder than ever. Uh, we're already working on album number two. We're we're just about halfway there on that one. Nice. So we are just going to hammer it as hard as we can and and um, try to do as much as we can next year or or the rest of this year, whenever we can. So we just want people to, uh, like I said before, as many eyes and ears as we can and just try to get, get the real rock and roll back. You know, that's what we're trying right to on. do. Absolutely, man. Well, one more time, the album is called Gunshine, as is the band. And and do throw out those socials one more time so people know where to get it. And I'm going to say this like I do in every every interview I do. Buy it. Don't just stream it. Buy it. It's worth helping these guys. Yes, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we have physical CDs for sale uh, on our website. You can go to gunshineband.com. And we're on all streaming platforms, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all, you know, YouTube, everything, and all the socials as well. So Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, 
all socials. So it's just, it's Gunshine or Gunshine Ban. All right. And one more time, I'll say it, buy as much merch as you can. For God's sakes, it's $5 a gallon of gas, and these guys got to put it in their tank to get from city to city. So Merch is the best way to support, that's for sure. (laughs) Merch literally will put gas in the tank to get you from Florida to Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to see the prices are at least going down a little bit. Yeah, but not enough to be completely helpful at least not yet (laughs) exactly exactly nice well one more time the band is gunshine and austin thanks so much for joining me right here on chris aiken presents thanks chris i really enjoyed it welcome to the night You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day, all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.